Hello and thank you for listening. I am so excited to say that I now have a Patreon that you can go to. I'll make sure I include the information in the show notes. But I have multiple tiers you can choose from. $1, $3, and $5 tiers. The $1 Spooky Soul tier gives you access to an online Discord community that is filled with fellow spooky souls. If you want to talk about creepy, cozy things, you might be interested in that. The $2 Cryptid Creature tier lets you have that online community, as well as giving you early access to episodes, bonus content, and secret bonus content. And the $5 Kachu Cuddler tier, named after my fluffy, squish-faced kitty, lets you have that online community, early access to episodes, and the bonus material, but it also lets you suggest future episodes and I'll shout out your name during each episode. Thank you so much for your listenership and support, and I can't wait to talk to you more soon. Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Hello, spooky soul, and welcome to episode 56 of Creepy Corn Folklore. I know I talked about it like I want to say it was two or three weeks ago now, but in one of the more recent episodes, I was talking about how my babo and I went on a spooky stroll together. We get to bond. We get to explore. She always picks up a favorite rock and a stick. It's like a whole thing, Um, which I love that for her. And she pokes at puddles if it's raining. She's a lot of fun. Um, And she kind of like walks until she drops. And I'm like, do you want to be in the stroller now? And she's like, no. I'm like, okay, but you're kind of like melting. So I think it would be it would benefit everyone if you climbed up in here. So I usually have to like wrangle her into the stroller (laughs) whenever she gets too tired. Um, But she's definitely my little feral babo and she's so fun. But something that was really fascinating to me was that on our walk coming back home um, from one side of the Appalachian woods to the other, like we were on this like little road, like back road, not the Appalachian Trail this particular time, but just like a road that's close to our house. And the owl like swooped right in front of us completely soundlessly like and she was talking up a storm. I was like listening to music like we were like allowed and obnoxious in the woods like we weren't being quiet. And but if I had not been facing forward, just like walking her in her stroller, I would have missed the barred owl that just silently swooped right in front of us. And afterward, both of us were like, ooh, <laughs> we were both amazed. It was such a magical moment. Um, but I haven't been able to get that experience out of my head. It's, it was just such a weird, I, I, it just like covered me in goosebumps. And I was just thinking about it so much. And then I thought, you know what, I should do an episode all about owls. And it's something that's been suggested to me um, by Heather, um, who is um, Heather Wildflower, if you want to look her up. And I did uh, the Women in White episode about um, 
where we talk about why so many ghosts are like show up as like a ghostly woman wearing a white dress or a white shawl. Um, and it was a really cool episode to do with her. And I thought that was a good suggestion. And she suggested it like a while back. I want to say like months ago. Um, so it's really cool to be able to kind of dive into this topic today. But owls are very interesting. They have these nocturnal hunting habits. They're considered silent hunters, like I was mentioning, where they have very small bodies, that, but there are a lot of these very specific type of feathers that make them extremely light and absolutely soundless. Um, and they're very intriguing. Uh, and there's across cultures and traditions worldwide, these birds have been a symbol of wisdom and mystery and had a lot of spiritual significance. So we're going to follow the owl into their lineage. So a very prevalent theme in owl folklore is their association with wisdom and knowledge. In ancient Greek mythology, the goddess Athena the embodiment of wisdom was often depicted with an owl as her companion. I think if I'm remembering correctly, Athena has the barn owl specifically. They look like ghosts. I mean, look up a barn owl. It's ridiculous. Also, the um, the Potu owl from South America is really funny looking and they also look like ghosts. I think they're called ghost birds as well. They either look completely like horrified and like kind of like Beaker from the Muppets or they're really scary to look at. There's no in between with the Potu owl. But back to Greek mythology. Um, she has this owl companion and the owl's ability to see in the dark and its sharp gaze have have really been admired and linked to the pursuit of win- wisdom and insight. Then there are there's the guardians of the night kind of association where they represent vigilance and protection. Um, in many, many indigenous cultures, specifically North American indigenous tribes, um, the owl was a sacred creature that provided spiritual guidance and also could sometimes warn of danger. Some tribes also associated the owl's hooting with messages from the spirit world or as omens of some sort of impending event. They're also frequently associated with transitions and transformation in folklore. For instance, in Egyptian culture, the owl was connected to the afterlife and served as a guide for souls on their journey. And similarly, in African cultures, owls are seen as messengers between the physical and spiritual realms. I think it's interesting how in some African groups in indigenous tribes and in Egyptian culture, which I mean, is part of Africa, but still like a bit different. It's very, very north. So it has a totally different culture associated with it um, that they have this connection between our world and the spirit realm. I think that's very interesting. Throughout history, owls have been considered harbingers of both good and bad fortune. So in some cultures, hearing an owl's hoot is believed to foretell an imminent death or misfortune, which is, (laughs) we're very unfortunate then because I can hear um, barred owls and barn owls. And then there are these little, there are these little like hooties. I, I don't remember which ones, which honestly, that makes me think of the Owl House. If you like animated shows and you don't mind watching a kid's show that's really super cute um, and has lots of magic and like witches and demons and stuff, I think you'd like the Owl House. And there's an owl on there that's both like cute and creepy, creepy cute. And his name's Hootie. 
And one of the things my husband can like brag about is that he can do Hootie's voice like exactly, <laughs> exactly right. I'm like, please, please warn me before you talk like Hootie the owl. <laughs> um, but um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I always thought it was cool. We could always hear owls hoot hoot at night. It's um, the way my husband grew up. He was told that how owls who is saying who cooks for you because they go who cooks for you who cooks for you all that's what they kind of sound like and I'll play what a barred owl sounds like specifically So that sound is from the JP Adventure Photo um, account on YouTube, and they uploaded the barred owl call, and I used that sound for this, but it's very like, it does kind of sound like who cooks for you, who cooks for you all. I just was taught hoot hoot, but you know, maybe the people who taught me animal sounds were a little boring compared to my husband's. <laughs> But hopefully us hearing them all the time does not foretell an imminent death or misfortune. But then on the other hand, the presence of an owl during certain events such as weddings or births are seen as a positive omen symbolizing protection and blessings. In Japanese folklore, the owl is associated with protection against misfortune and considered a good luck symbol. But then on the flip side, in European folklore, owls were feared as bringers of darkness and associated with witchcraft, which we're going to dive into a bit more in a second. But it's fascinating how the world of owl folklore shows these different symbolism and they're kind of like the exact opposite of each other, whether it's representing wisdom and knowledge and serving as guardians of the night and messengers between realms, or that the owl kind of like foretells something bad or is considered a negative omen. Um, it's it's fascinating that these two things are so opposite of each other. So looking at it specifically, the owl as otherworldly, we can go to some of the cultures we talked about before and kind of go a little more in depth with it. So in ancient Greek culture, of course, held a prominent place as Athena's kind of companion, but Athena represents a lot of stuff, wisdom, balance, justice, and she would not trust just anybody with her wisdom and to give her that wisdom and be that guardian of knowledge, intuition, and strategic thinking. And then for instance, in an animal to be considered a spirit guide is not like, this is just real quick. I, you know, it's tough to learn this stuff if you've done this before, but just letting you know that saying such and such is my spirit animal or whatever is a, a pretty like overly done appropriation of cultures, specifically of indigenous cultures, because spirit animals are, it, it's a religion and it's, it's a spiritual practice and faith and it's if it's not your own and if you haven't gone through the necessary avenues it's kind of asked that you do not say that certain things are your spirit animal because that's not your belief system and so it's easy I think it's pretty easy not to use it be like oh I really resonate with this animal is is better in my opinion 
In many Native American tribes, they're considered spirit guides and they offer wisdom and spiritual guidance. But in some tribes, specifically the Hopi and Apache, they're believed to warn of impending danger or bring messages from the spirit world like we talked about before. And having that role of being a spirit guide, of being a spirit animal and being able to connect with people who have passed or creatures in the spirit realm is extremely important and shows kind of a mysticism behind them. Same thing with Egyptian mythology, um, where specifically the barn owl is associated with the afterlife and the presence of owls near tombs and burial sites signify protection and guidance for the souls that were deceased. And having the owl's ability to uh, to navigate darkness represented the safe passage of the souls to the realm of the dead. In Japanese culture, where owls are seen as symbols of luck and prosperity, actually the word for owl, which is fukuro, um, sounds similar to the word for no hardship or no poverty. And that leads to the belief that owls are bring good fortune. That's why it's why owls are associated with good fortune. They're also depicted in East Asian cultures as wise and protective creatures, especially in Japanese art. They're associated with good luck in business ventures and academic pursuits. And in various African cultures, they're revered as symbols of wisdom and connection with ancestors. Would you know how connected I feel to my ancestors and how I try and rely on ancestral support for certain decisions or tough or good times in my life? And they are also believed to bring messages from the spirit world and guardians of secrets and hidden knowledge. This also leans into all these mystic type of references of like they're having this hidden knowledge and they transport ideas and deliver messages from the spirit realm. That kind of led for them to be have owls associated with witchcraft. And it's a really entrenched and convoluted folklore and still holds up in popular culture. But the association between owls and witches can be traced back to ancient folklore and superstitions. Like in European folklore, owls were believed to be companions and familiars of witches and aided them in their magical practices and acted as their messengers. And this association may have may have arisen from the owl's nocturnal nature and like mysteri- mysterious presence, and that like ability to navigate the darkness. But here's where, man, I should have saved this for the conclusion, but I'm just going to tell you now. <laughs> um, here's my um, conspiracy theory. <laughs> I think that owls were, I think that anytime owls were revered in some way, and then that they were said to have connections with the spirit realm or hold, you know, the hidden knowledge or occult knowledge or whatever. I think that the places that have more conversions um, from paganism or um, polytheism of some sort to Christianism or monotheism, I think that there's more of a negative connotation with the owl. I think that's where it came from because they, you know, missionaries were trying to cast out the old ways and bring in the good ways of Christianity. Not all missionaries, but you know, a lot. And there was this fear mongering that would happen about old traditions or old folklore. And it was said to be almost like, like evil. So of course, they would take like this very revered messenger 
in my mind, this makes sense that you would kind of you would try and change the the outlook of something that you see as a positive thing or that connects you to ancestors or the spirit realm or whatever and be like, oh, well, you can't trust that symbolism anymore. You can only trust the Christian symbolism or the monotheistic symbolism. And don't question that or if you question anything, question the old ways. So I think this is where it started being like, oh, that's witchcraft, that's evil. And I think this is where witchcraft and owls often got conflated. That's that's my conspiracy theory that I have in the back of my mind. That's kind of a pattern that I'm conflating from this and, and kind of um, speculating on, you know. So for instance, um, in indigenous tribes like the Lakota and Navajo, Owls are revered as sacred and associated with spiritual wisdom, just like a lot of the other indigenous tribes that we've learned about together already. However, in European cultures, owls were often feared and linked to witchcraft due to their association with darkness and the unknown. There was also a huge literary play into this where they made this association between owls and witchcraft more solidified. So in Shakespeare's play Macbeth, the owl is mentioned in connotation with the supernatural appearing as an ominous symbol during the dark and nefarious acts. And this literary representation helped reinforce the link between owls, darkness, and witchcraft in the popular imagination. Visual representations in like art and illustrations, media have uh, perpetuated the connotation between owls and witchcraft. Um, owls are often portrayed alongside witches and that enhances this association between these mysterious creatures and their witchy counterparts. There's also their presence in occult themed movies, books, modern witchcraft imagery further cements this connection. But it's important to note that the association between owls and witchcraft is largely based on folklore superstition and cultural biases. These owls are not inherently linked to witchcraft, but rather these beliefs arose from a lack of understanding and fear of the unknown. Owls play vital roles in ecosystems as predators and have no direct connection to supernatural practices, even though they're very aesthetic and they're gorgeous, gorgeous creatures. So I think that it's really cool to see how owls are depicted, what they mean. Um, I've also heard, I didn't see any of this in the research, but I've heard people tell me like, maybe this is a more contemporary take on owls, but seen as like protection. It seems like in ancient folklore, they're seen as more like spirit guides, messengers, um, just like guiding a soul through the afterlife or to the afterlife, um, connecting you with your ancestors, kind of like a a passageway, like a, a connection animal for you in the spirit realm. But in modern times, I know I asked, I was like, wow, my babo and I just saw a barred owl fly right in front of us. It was the coolest thing. And it was during the day, like, and we were being loud and obnoxious. <laughs> like, this is really incredible. What a cool experience. And I, a couple people were saying, oh, I think that means that it means protection, like you're being protected or it's a good omen. So whereas the good omen can be linked back to ancient folklore, the protection was something that I didn't read about quite as much. But it's very interesting that that was a symbolic take by spooky souls that know about me and Babo's Appalachian adventures together. So thanks for listening to all the different interpretations of owls and symbolism and the folklore behind them. 
I'd love to hear what your experiences are with owls, if you have any, or what your take on an owl swooping right in front of you, what that would mean for you, especially depending on the type of owl it is too. And if you have any owl species that live close to you, I would love to hear about what kinds you can see. But thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you next week. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you like this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible. And the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland, and I'll see you next time.